This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, and today's topic is one listeners have requested over and over, but I've only just been able to find people who are willing to talk about it. And that topic is moving in together, how you decide to do it, how you share a space with someone else, and whether or not it really means you're together until infinity and beyond. I have two couples here today that I bribed with red wine. My friends Karen Haley, who are both editors at Bustle, have brought their boyfriends along, David and Franco. And I'm basically the fifth wheel here today to talk about this big or maybe not so big decision. So welcome, everyone. Hello. Hi. <laughs> We're all sitting in this studio together, and I think it's going to be really fun. So let's talk about, we'll start with David and Haley. Haley, who I've known for like years and years and years and years, and I've known David and Haley together for a very long time. So can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been dating and what went into the decision to move in together in New York? Yeah, so we went to different colleges, and I knew when we moved to New York City that it was important for me to move in with Haley. I think originally it might have taken a little bit of convincing on my end, um, but ultimately we kind of chatted with our parents and let them know um, that we wanted to live together and maybe positioned it as like a cost savings uh, mechanism. And then ultimately we found a great place and it worked out. Yeah, as someone who's lived on... David and Haley's couch for a week. I can tell you it's a really nice apartment, so I can understand like saving some cost is probably great. But what do you mean it took some convincing? Our parents were definitely very supportive. They didn't have any... Um... I don't remember the convincing, so I don't... <laughs> I think ultimately I maybe felt a little bit nervous just uh, talking about it with Haley's parents and just making sure... My parents are very scary people. If you... <laughs> Um, they they seemed okay with it on my end, so maybe I think it was, you know, as the boyfriend, it might be a, a more challenging thing to have to ask the girlfriend's parents about it or, or talk to them. There really wasn't anything to worry about, I think, just in my head. Again, we went to different schools. We were very far from living together, and then moving to the same city and um, living together was a pretty big step at 22. Right. We were very young to do it, but I think because we'd been dating for so long, it just kind of, like, for me, it wasn't even a question, just because, you know, we already had spent so many years apart at college, um, and I knew it would be pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like, yeah, you guys have been dating for so long. It seemed like a no-brainer to me that, like, David and Haley live together, and that makes total sense. But I do want to talk more about the decision to talk to the parents and how you involve them. But I also want to introduce Kara and Franco and hear a little bit more about your story and what went into your decision to move together because you haven't been dating for 10 years. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the two of you and, and what it was like to move in or yeah. what went into the decision to move in? So we've been dating for like, what, a year and a half? We don't actually on. have a date. Well, yeah, we, we don't have dating. a date. People are like, what do you mean you don't know when you started dating? We're like, I, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's different now. Yeah, it's different. And we were both, I was living four people in an apartment. He was living three people in an apartment. I was ready to, both of our leases were up. And neither one of us really wanted to continue, even though we love our roommates, our old roommates to death as friends, neither one of us really wanted to continue living with these people. And just financially, it made more sense for us to just move in together. Things were going well, and it was like, you know, 
worst comes to worst, we break up and have to, even though we'd only been dating for like six, eight months at that point. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, we break up and we find another apartment, but it worked out. So, so you'd the best be dating. attitude to have towards so, a relationship, too, is just like, worst, worst come to worst, split cats. Yeah. So you were dating for six months, then decided to move in together, mm-hmm. and so you've been living together for like six months right now. No, it's been a year. No, it, it's oh. been a year, because we're about to move into another apartment. Oh, you're about to be on your year. second. On our second apartment, yeah. It was two completely different scenarios. I actually like also love the people I, w- I live with, but I actually canceled my lease. Like I got out of my lease like halfway through a two-year lease that I just signed. Can't stand living with people that are messy. Okay. I don't know how we work out. But Is Kara messy? She's a little messy. Um, <laughs> messier than Franco, for sure. I'm, I'm a little intense when it comes to being clean. But what happened was I just was tired of living with roommates. I just felt like a dad, basically. I've been living without my folks since I was maybe 16, 17. Okay. And I just was kind of used to having my own routine, whether with roommates or not. But at a certain point, I just I couldn't pick up cereal boxes off the floor anymore, and I just had had enough. And Kara and I were, we were going really well, and we just decided that we didn't want to live with people that, you know, we just didn't have living arrangements in common with. Like it's it's really difficult to live with somebody for so long, who's a friend, and you you just don't want to like ruin that friendship by like letting the little petty things that make like a relationship with a roommate so intense sometimes. So do you think it's easier to tell Kara, like, pick up your cereal boxes off the floor and, like, make your bed and take out the trash than it is to, like, one of your friends you're living with? I just do it. I just do it myself. Oh, you pick up the cereal boxes I just boxes do it yourself. myself, but at I least... cereal boxes. <laughs> Whatever it is. I'm just, Kara's, like, leaving tricks and Cheerios um, everywhere. She doesn't eat cereal. She actually thinks milk is gross, Those but... millennials. Yeah. <laughs> they hate cereal. Millennials. They do? Mm-hmm. It was, like, some study. I don't know. Anyway. That's, my old roommates loved cereal. And, and they left boxes and everywhere. one of them left boxes everywhere and smoked a lot of weed in our apartment. So that's another thing that was, like, big for me is, like, I was trying to quit smoking, and at the time that was another big reason to leave. And it kind of just, it just all made sense. Like it just all kind of culminated to us going, we should just live together. Did you guys, like how Haley and Dave were saying they talked to their parents, did you guys have to talk to your parents at all? Or was it just something you were like, Lisa's up, we're moving, we're done? I texted my mom. I was texting my mom one day, like after we had already signed the lease and we were like moving in in like a week or something. And I was like, wait, did I tell you Franco and I are moving in together? And she was like, nope. If you did decide to get married, just give us a call. So we have we I don't know if we can get to the M word yet because not we're not all done with our wine, but I want to get there. But I'm I'm hearing from both of you that there's like fine like it obviously in New York makes financial sense to move in with someone else, like whether it's a roommate or in your case, it's nice to have like a one bedroom apartment. I'm assuming everyone uh, here. Has honestly, one the bedroom apartment apartments. that I was in before was easily the biggest, least expensive apartment I've ever been in. Oh, really? It Compared was, to your one huge. now? Yeah. The one we have now is actually the reason we're moving is it's way too small. Oh, OK. Well, in that case, maybe it's different. But overall, like, do you think if you put yourself in a different city where real estate wasn't so expensive, like, do you think finances played a big part or you would have moved in anyway together? Like, if your friends that are in Chicago or D.C. or Philly, like, do you see that they're not moving at the same pace maybe because of the finances? Like, I just wonder if that makes New York a little different. I think for, for like, us personally, I, I, I'm, i like, now thinking about it and I'm not sure what my answer is in terms of, like, what I have just been like, nah, stick out your, re- your lease yeah. and, like, I'll find my own place and then you can move in when you're done. But I do know people who are, like, we literally moved in together because we couldn't afford, especially people who move like you guys did, like, from somewhere else and then move in together. And I've seen it end up, like, 
terribly, right? Too. So I don't know. We all got lucky. I guess. We actually, I remember when we were moving in together. David had someone who was like, you know, very wise because he had lived in New York for two years or something. Right. Telling him like, oh, <laughs> a Yoda. Dude, oh, like you're not gonna make it. You're not gonna last a year. Like you don't know how tiny New York apartments are. After you guys are. had lasted ten years. <laughs> well, no, but so we had been dating, you know, in high school, and then we did long distance in college, and right. though that's fine, but it's not the same as living together. You know, being together all the time in a tiny apartment. Right. So someone definitely told him that, and I was like, okay, great. I've never met this person and I don't care what they think and I'm you know but good for them if you're comfortable sharing what were you most nervous about moving in together I mean no I think for me because it was such a big life change um Mm -hmm. to move to New York I was less focused on oh I'm moving in with my boyfriend than oh I'm moving to New York starting a brand new job you know becoming an adult having to like deal with all this other stuff for the first time so for me it was just one of many changes and it was actually probably the easiest thing because I at least like I knew David and I was like okay I'm at least know this person pretty well that I'm going to be living with whereas I don't know New York I don't know what it's like to hold a full-time job so yeah so that was kind of the easiest part of it um I mean I definitely was more nervous about the fact that like he mentioned like his apartment was like huge and like cheap and great and I was almost like incredulous that he would give that up to move in with me and so I think I was most nervous about like am I like forcing him into making this decision even though like we had talked about it a lot and it wasn't even like me being like oh do you want to be my roommate like he actually brought it up and was like well I kind of want to leave too so I was nervous about that I was nervous about I didn't know anything about the neighborhood so like separately from moving in from Frank with Franco I definitely remember like crying because I was like I don't know if this is a neighborhood that I want to live in. Yeah, anytime you move in New York there's like a whole host of yeah. that like that's just a New York thing. Anytime you move apartments it was, it's yeah, like a traumatic. Yeah, exactly. Experience. It was more just like regular moving in New York anxieties and not really anything related to like moving in with Franco even though he was the first boyfriend or partner that I've ever lived with. Oh, okay. So and what about you, Franco? Were you or were you ready? You were ready to move, kind of. My biggest fear moving in with Kara was probably just how small the space was. Okay. And I think it's really difficult because there are going to be times where you may not want to be in the same room, and when the space is that small, it's very, very difficult. And like, what what has been your solution to that? I usually just go out. Go out for a walk or whatever. Yeah. That not... would be my fear too. Is like sometimes you're just like, where do I get my alone space and alone time? Yeah. Especially like in the winter or something when you're kind of cooped up and it's like freezing cold. And The nice thing is we have mutual and exclusive friends and that really helps. Mm. Um, Our apartment's too small to have people over that often. We do it very rarely. Um, But her friends are not too far away from home. And my friends are just a couple, you know, either a bus ride or a train ride away. And so that, that helps a lot. It's just maintaining your friendships outside of your relationship. And then your space at home just kind of becomes a place to come home to or stay away from if you're fighting or just not in the mood. You're very wise. You have a lot of, like, wisdom it's around. very wise. You're very, I'm like, so you're, right I feel like, yeah, you're, like, bestowing a lot of knowledge upon all of us. I've lived in, I've lived in almost every roommate scenario that you could have, whether it be crashing on someone's couch or I used to, I lived in the projects at one point. That was a thing I did in college to kind of save some money. Yeah. I've live with musicians i've lived with artists i've lived with you know people that are pursuing their masters like whatever it is i've been in different situations and each one's just taught me that in order to just have a good time in the apartment that you have you have to treat it as like a space you come home to and not just a space that you're always in as a proud hermit crab i'm working on that but i love my apartment (laughs) what about you david well the one thing i'll i'll say on this topic is when we were first moving in 
I was asking some people that I knew that lived in New York, do you think we should go for a studio to save a little bit of money or a one bedroom? Yeah. And luckily, uh, (laughs) most everyone said one bedroom for sure. We have some friends that live together in a studio. Sounds miserable. (laughs) You've got to have doors. You've got to have doors. (laughs) That's like the tagline for moving in with your boyfriend or girlfriend. No, it's important. Yeah. So I think, you know, they've been doing it for about a year in the studio, and I think it's going well. But for us, the one bedroom is really key. We have different sleep schedules, so she can go to bed a little bit earlier, and I can stay up and watch TV in the main living room, and it's not a problem. Um, And then just if you want a little bit of privacy... For whatever reason, you can have two different rooms. It's, yeah. So it, it helps tremendously. We definitely are both homebodies, and we love staying home. But we do also need that alone time. So we do. We have a roof where um, there's a gym. There's like some outdoor space. There's just a weird party room kind of thing that no one ever uses <laughs> except for us. Cool. And I think you know if either of us like wants to have a phone call with our family or just wants to go up there and you know have a little bit of alone time, go outside and read or just go to the gym or whatever. That's really helpful, even if we don't feel like leaving the apartment. And having that extra space, it's not a lot, but like, but in New York, it's it's really nice. It's interesting because I feel like you go from being in a relationship where you're like, we have to plan to see each other, and when are we going to go to dinner, and who's going to stay at whose place, and like, what are we doing this weekend? And then you sort of have to switch gears and be like, okay, when are we going to be apart, and like, how are we going to plan our time away from each other? Was that? It sounds like you guys have made that adjustment, but was that a weird adjustment for you guys? Or was that hard? I think it's more about consciously making the time to make certain times special than anything else. So we already see each other all the time. That's great. But a lot of the times we'll both come home from work. um, We're tired. We just want to watch TV. We don't Mm -hmm. feel like talking. And I think making sure to put in that effort and, you know, actually go out to dinner or actually have a conversation with each other about something as opposed to just saying, okay, we saw each other today because we both came home to the same apartment and sat next to each other and watched a TV show. I think that was more of like it's more of just a conscious thing to be like, okay, we're also still in a relationship. And you're like, you're like in a good part of a relationship. Like everyone's young and this is when you can just, everyone always says like, have your fun now because like kids are in everything. (laughs) Not not against any kids out there listening. We're all kids, I guess, of someone's or whatever. (laughs) But just like the idea that like this is the fun part of your relationship. So you don't want to fall into something that's too routine or too exactly like every date night now is Netflix and so that's Red good too. And- I mean, I, I like that too. Like, I feel like that's also what works is that we both like the sitting and watching our shows and everything. So I think that helps. Mm-hmm. If one of us really liked it and the other one couldn't stand sitting around, that I don't think would work. Yeah. True story. My mom called me yesterday after listening to Adulthood Made Easy and asked me if I had yet to make a Squarespace website, which I'm sorry to say that I haven't, but I'm, I have to do it this weekend because now my mom is on it. She is so excited. She's been looking at all these different websites and blogs that I've sent her that have been built on Squarespace, and she could not be more passionate about me getting onto Squarespace as a place to have my portfolio, to have my works, my writing clips, and all in one place. And luckily, even though I don't know HTML, Squarespace is the perfect place to do that. Their sites look professionally designed, they're mom approved, and you don't need to know coding, you don't need to know HTML, anyone can make a website with their intuitive and easy to use tools, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year, which is one of my mom's favorite facts. She's very excited about me owning samanthazabelle.com. So start your free trial site today at squarespace.com, and when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code REALSIMPLE to get 10% off your first purchase. I want to kind of take you guys back to the first week when you guys moved in together. So for Haley and David, that's four years ago. For you guys, that's about a year ago. And 
I'm just curious, like what that first week was like, how did you decide, you know, whose blender to keep and how did you decide, you know, how to decorate and what was it like to mesh your personalities that very first week when you were like, oh, this is what it's going to be like to like, oh, you know, we have to share this space and oh, he's using, you know, the sink now. So I can't. I haven't lived with someone. So I don't have like great <laughs> examples. was a huge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that ruins almost every couple I know. first day. Like, 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 what, what would I be do? mad? Like the microwave. But um, what was that first week like of moving in together? Maybe what was the first like obstacle you guys hit where you were like, oh, man, like we're living together now. Um, or even if you can just think about what that first week was like and, and kind of share a little bit of that experience. I actually, this is really bad. I have a terrible memory. I think I moved in before David was even in New York. Oh, so you okay. were in. So he moved into your space. Well, it was just like a week ahead or a few oh. days ahead, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, the only thing I do remember that I was going to say is that I, so I moved in first and I had a bunch of stuff, not that much stuff because I was moving from college, right? Right. Whereas, you know, you're not living in New York for five years with a bunch of stuff. Right. So you got rid of like the plastic bins and Uh, like. No, there are still a few plastic (laughs) bins under our bed. I mean, I have like 1,800 plastic bins in my apartment. But I like, I consciously um, took up half of the drawers and closet space, which we have actually a lot of for New York. But I remember specifically leaving things open for David. And then once he moved in like a week later, it was like immediately 90% mine. Like somehow that just happened. (laughs) So I remember that. Do you have anything else that you remember? Yeah, well, that's a good point. We should go back to that 50-50 split. Um, (laughs) I'm sure Franco, yeah, we can weigh in on that too. It's it's a weighted 50-50 split. Yeah. For me, though, I just, when I actually moved in the first week, I didn't have any work. My work hadn't started yet, and Haley was working. So I got to kind of explore the city. I was very happy. I was kind of walking around all day and you were in a little bit more of a stressful situation with work. So we were in like kind of a different time and I was just trying to be accommodating um, to your schedule and to what you were kind of going through during that period. And I was just happy that we had a place because I was very stressed about finding a place in New York, you know, out, out of college. And once we actually got the place, got the lease approved and moved in, it was like a huge uh, relief. So I was very happy. And was it helpful or stressful to have each other there to be like, okay, we need to set up the internet. Like, who's going to assemble this table? All me, yeah. All you. <laughs> Haley's, Haley's um, family helped with a lot of the furniture. That's I think good. I think the thing to keep in mind, too, is like we were we were 22 moving from college. So right, it was your not first like a typical, everything. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think if we were moving now, obviously my parents wouldn't be there helping me, but they yeah. were in yeah. New York helping me move. What about you guys, Kara and Franco? You've moved in more recently together. Moving in together was a nightmare. Oh, really? It it really was. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of like David mentioned, like I have a lot of stuff. As a fashion and beauty editor, I have somehow accumulated like a lot of clothes and a lot of beauty products that take up a lot of space. And Franco actually also, he's a stylist, so he also has like... A lot of clothes, but certainly not as many as me. Certainly not as many as me. But okay, fine. Um, Especially compared to me, he doesn't have a lot of clothes. So what did you get? What was that first week like? So what did you do? Well, first we did. You have any idea how much stuff each other? No, I did. I did once we moved out because we decided to move our stuff together, like ourselves. Like just rent one U-Haul. Okay. And move it together. And it was fine because it took me maybe an hour and a half to move my stuff. Okay. All done, like one hour and a half. And this was like after we'd moved Kara's stuff. Kara's stuff to move <laughs> took about eight hours. It's true. We started at like, <laughs> at like noon. nine in the morning. Oh, was maybe it nine? I, What did you say? I thought it was like noon. 
Oh, maybe it was noon. Okay. It was it was somewhere between nine to noon and we and I was like, it's great. It'll just be like one quick trip for me. It'll take an hour for me, an hour for you. It'll be awesome. I don't think I even realized how much stuff I you had. You don't realize what accumulates. Yeah. And um, a, another thing is that I'm a big physical book person and so I don't like I. to get rid of my books after I've read them because like, I don't know, like a dream apartment for me has books instead of walls. So I'm, you know, trying to reach that goal. And I think that was the biggest thing he's said before that, like moving my books. Well, they're it, heavy, too. Exactly. Well, like that's just a, that is a tough thing to hoard. Yeah. I love books. Kara, but she's very weak. Like, <laughs> she's very physically, physically weak. weak. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very physically. She can't Emotionally carry. Strong. No, yeah. I was just carrying. Say. Yeah, carrying like you know, f- books are heavy. Books are like forty-five pounds per box, and <laughs> moving them three was it three or four flights? Yeah, do you guys live in a walk-up? I lived in yeah. a third-floor oh, walk-up, and we moved to a two-floor walk-up. So yeah. it wow. was just me. So you were ripped stuff. by the end of the move. Yeah. That's good. I was, was in great shape already, and it became even better. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, you're welcome. I just remember that once we moved in together, there was an immediate separation of space that was like a 70-30 split for every single like storage space we had. So I just started getting rid of stuff. Of your stuff or her My stuff? My stuff. Oh, you got rid of your stuff. Yeah. So I just kind of began consolidating things that I didn't need and... I think I just left them for my old roommates to just have. I have a lot. I've also accumulated a lot of clothing, a lot of shoes, jackets, pants, like whatever it is. That yeah. I just through work. I just got a lot of stuff. And I just learned to be more minimal about the things that I wear and the things that I use. Most of my things now are mostly T-shirts and socks. So that Kara can have all the space. For the most part. <laughs> and I mean, Franco has taught, like, I admit that I have a hoarding problem, especially when it comes to beauty products and makeup and book or and clothes and books. And Franco, I know that he doesn't like, he still looks at the closet and is like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is so yeah. much. You don't need all this. David's like, yep. In, yep. in my head, like, I have learned so much from him, and I'm so grateful for him teaching me, like, how if I look at a shirt and I'm like, oh, I don't think I've worn that in five years, like, just get rid of it. Like, just get rid of it. You That's don't very need Mar- it. like Marie Kondo of you. Yeah, thanks. That it didn't, what is it? Spark joy. Spark joy. There you go. Spark joy anymore. It's just, so. it's difficult to teach somebody that because then the next step is not getting the same thing again. Right. <laughs> to replace the thing you just right. threw out. Um, but it's hard we've when managed you get a lot to make of stuff it work. at work. As like when you work in media, like stuff comes to your desk and you kind of feel like you have to take it home. We yeah, give away give a lot of what stuff. What if it ends? I'll what if it. all that free stuff just stops coming? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd be okay. I think we'd have okay. just enough. <laughs> I, I get nervous. Too. I do remember though at the but end of the alone. day, even though there was a lot of like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. I, I'm so mad, both of us back and forth. At the end of the day, like we lied in our bed with no bed frame and ate Domino's pizza and we're so happy to be and you were like we're going to be fine the apartment and it was yeah good. it just after it actually was a good thing and within like a couple of weeks i just started building things for us to just have around the house and like fixing up the apartment myself i got free range to just decorate it however i wanted oh yeah he's much he has like he's way more stylish and has a way better eye Oh, so there wasn't any fight about like what there color wasn't, the I walls was like, are. Oh, you want to de- please? Because I don't know. It'll end up looking like a garbage can if I try and decorate it. That so. looks great. really good. I can say. But past that, so past the move-in day when you guys were like either well, you guys seemed Haley and David. It was fine. There were like people to help, and it was New York and new. And well, it was, it was still stressful. I yeah. just don't remember the stress that well. But it wasn't was as so much, much of a couple stress as it was like Individual. what is New York mm-hmm. and what is this thing that I've got. It was myself more of an into. immature stress. I would yeah. say. I was changing jobs so that was really stressful at the time too oh he i had that same thing this fall that it was like my first day of 
was our new office was also um, Kara's pouring herself more wine because she <laughs> probably she was just told how many how much stuff she has now she's stressed. No, I'm fully aware. We're um, actually we're much better now than we were before. Well, I'm that. curious, like then when you get into a rhythm of living together, like how do you guys decide? Like, is there any division of like chores or like how do you decide? Like he does it all. That's <laughs> So, so just in terms of like get yeah, making sure that the apartment's stocked with things, I'll be like, David, we clearly need more paper towels. And he'll be like, yeah, I know I ordered that on Amazon. Like we order everything so I don't feel that bad. But in terms of getting household items, he orders that online. And then in terms of groceries, we do that together. I do all the cooking. I mean, I, I do all the cleaning. Right? <laughs> David uh, is so, the dream like, roommate, kind of. A, kind of. Na- it's kind of a natural rhythm. I mean, he yeah. leaves his stuff everywhere. And I, I do the tidying. He does the cleaning. Okay. That's two very different things. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it fell into a natural rhythm purely because of the things we each care about. What's the one, like, annoying living quirk that you guys haven't been able to iron out yet? Um, You had a quick answer. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The way that Haley loads the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. The dishwasher is really polarizing. This is not the first time I've heard about this. The dishwasher is a really sensitive subject. I'll admit, I just throw shit in there. I don't don't (laughs) care. Yeah, she, she does... Very quickly, it's all about speed. So she just throws everything in. <laughs> She's in. the Olympic yeah. dishwasher loader. Uh, I, <laughs> I guarantee record time. Record time. Yeah. Um, I just like to be a little bit more organized. Okay. And essentially, it's come to a point where I just told her to stop, and I'll yeah. just do it all because okay. I have to redo it anyway. Okay. Um, Same. But we're still working on it. Franco loads the dishwasher well, well or we not don't have well. a dishwasher. Okay, but he, it's the same dishes. thing of like, yeah, he's like, he I see that you're that. trying to clean and like you think that you're cleaning, but you're not. And so like, just <laughs> stop it. And this is mine now. I'm doing this. I'm owning this. So we, we yeah, so how do chores work over here? On we've this tried side? switching them in the past. And um, we have cats, for instance. Okay. So we have a couple of cats, three of them all black and they all shed a lot oh my goodness so our apartment's constantly covered in fur and and like noticeable fur noticeable because our couch is like like a bright like a turquoise almost okay it's very very pretty and covered in cat fur so there was a point when we first started dating where we would try to split up chores and she would clean on her days off like did you have a chart on the fridge or it was just like like that okay I just would just be like I would clean Thursday. Yeah, I would okay. clean Thursday, and she would clean Saturday or Sunday or something okay. like that. But and not eventually, up to your it, just, it was not. It was not. It was terrible. Okay. Um, and I love Kara to death, but I, we just have different ideas of like what cleaning is. Okay. I mean, right off the bat, you were like, I know, like that you are not going to be able to clean the bathroom as well as I would like she you tried. to. Like, no, I, I feel like I didn't even try, honestly. And you're right. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to. I'm not. It's a horrible That might as well be us, clean. too. Literally the exact same thing. David cleans the bathroom because I don't even try because I know it will not be up to the standards. <laughs> and I'm grateful that he wants to do it. So then, Kara, what is like? What are the things that you own in the apartment? So even though Franco is the better, like Franco is the better cook, but I still think that I'm a good cook. Yeah. So most nights, your I Instagram get, makes it look like you're like a great cook. cook. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, you should see Franco's dishes. I'll Instagram more of his. Okay. So, but I get home earlier, so I do usually do the grocery shopping, and I usually buy the food. Okay. And what's or, your? That's mon- the same. Make the food. <laughs> Do the grocery shopping, buy the food. I don't steal it. I pay for it, too. What is the money system? So we actually just recently, we were just doing like, ah, oh, you got dinner, right? So like, I'll get the cab or whatever. And we were realizing that like there maybe was a disparity and we kind of wanted to figure it out. So we okay. just recently started like every single purchase that you make that we both share Venmo. Just okay. split it on Venmo. Um, we'll see if we like 
have the patience it works to better. figure it out. But yeah, it's a better it's way. Because no you brainer. always feel, you know, you always feel like I'm the one who's paying more. And both of us were having that feeling. And then we did it out and we were like, oh, we both spent exactly the same. But it's still good. You know, you have it on paper. How often do you guys feel like you have to have like serious conversations about like things that aren't going well like something like that where you're like I feel like we're having money things where I'm paying more you're not I just feel like we've never had together you don't have to have like a lot of no but it's not the same it's not it's not like a conversation where I'm like listen we need to take advantage of me (laughs) it was just like you text me one day and was like yo I spent $200 on dinner last night and I was like well I spent $200 over the past two days and so we were like okay clearly both of us think that we're spending more money like it kind of goes both ways. Like how often? I guess what I meant is, how often do you guys have to revisit how you live together, and like how you say, like David, like how often do you have to revisit, like we need to, I need more closets, or like you know, we need to look at this apartment and see how it's divided up, or Carrie, or like we need to, you know, I the we need to look at how we're spending money. Like, do you have to have those conversations a lot? Because I feel like people always encourage. I'm going to call them regular roommates because I haven't thought of a better way to describe them. But I feel like one of the advice you always get for living with a roommate is like have like roommate meetings and like say like, okay, I've noticed that you don't know how to load the dishwasher and like we need to be better about that. And, you know, I need to communicate with you about how you never leave the front door locked. Like, do you ever do you feel like you have to like reevaluate how you guys live together or no? I think for us, it just kind of happens naturally. Like Mm -hmm. I would hope that and I think that's kind of the reason it works. Like, I would hope that if something's really annoying David, he would just say it to me and I would say it to him. So usually it would be about, it's not really the closet space. It's usually about right. cleaning. Just, it's like how I didn't load the dishwasher correctly. And so I think we've gotten to a point where it, he would just say, like, oh, you're really bad at this. And I'd be like, I know. Can you do it? Mm-hmm. So there isn't that much conflict, but I think it's more just bringing any issue up as soon as you notice it that mm-hmm. kind of makes it work and makes it easy. Which works for, like, living with boyfriends and girlfriends or living with anyone, really. It doesn't. I don't think it works as well with uh, living with roommates because you tolerate a lot more when you live in room, with roommates. Okay. You really, once people are set in their ways, it's really difficult to change them. And there's more of like when you're living with a significant other versus a roommate, like there's more of an incentive for you to want to change if you can to make them happy mm-hmm. versus like if a roommate comes to you and is like, hey, I don't like how you're doing the dishes, you'll be like, whatever, I don't yeah, care, I'm exactly. leaving in a year or whatever. So. You know, I want to make him happy and like try my best. Yeah, <laughs> and ideally, so nice. it's you. You're both doing things for each other too. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. not like you feel like you're the only one doing everything. Although yeah. maybe David does sometimes feel like that. But <laughs> no, you guys are great. I'm not gonna get mad if Kara eats like all the cheese I bought. Yeah, but I would get mad if like roommates ate all the cheese I bought. That was right. something that like, well, I don't know. In my case, that was a huge thing. Because they would replace it, but it would be like he got cheese at Eataly, and then they would come home with craft like string cheese and be like, "I that is the, the worst thing ever." I used to have issues with that in college. That like, we used, this is really dumb, but I used to buy like nice toilet paper, not like Egyptian cotton, Yo, yeah, that's but like a big one, nice like Charmin, like it doesn't, you know, it's nice toilet paper, and hurt. then they would come back with like the CVS brand, like like thin you can One see plot. through it yeah. exactly like, and you were like you bring your hand away and it's all gone because right. it's stuck yeah, exactly body. it's like not even real yeah and i was like just replace it with like just go one more ply anything more <laughs> um but cheese is a i respect that you got to replace the good cheese anything yeah. just just anything so in this relationship i think it just works out i think when you're with somebody that you're dating it works out a little bit better because you know each other yeah and you'll always try to even if you can't get like do exactly what that person like in their mind would want you to do, you try as hard as you can, and that's more important yeah. to I think your significant other than it is to your roommates. Yeah. So you guys all seem like 
great couples and I love it. And I feel Thank like you so much. <laughs> you're try, so welcome. We so I feel like we do have to talk about, like I said before, the marriage question and the infinity and beyond question. So when you moved in together or at some point, like what does the conversation around is moving in together mean everything? Does it mean something? Does it mean we could break up and it'll be fine and I'll find a subletter? Like what have you guys talked about that? Was that is that something you think people should talk about before they move in together? To me, I would think you would want to talk about it. But I've also heard you guys say, I feel like, say, like, if we break up, no big deal. So I'm just curious, like, what the conversations around that are. And this is why I brought the bottle of wine in case people <laughs> needed any, like, <laughs> me, this, this is not something I even need wine to. Yeah, I'm happy. Because, like, we've been yeah, Haley so and David are. A, a, it's been asked many times. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll start with you guys. I mean, for me, it wasn't a question of moving in together. Let's talk about marriage. Because, um, mm-hmm. again, we were, like, 22 and I at least never would have considered talking about marriage at that time. Yeah. So I think it's been, it's come out of just the fact that we've been dating for so long that people ask us a lot. My grandpa likes to ask sometimes, although he still calls David my friend. How's your friend David? <laughs> He's my good friend. Um, so You're queen. Definitely people ask us, but I, I don't feel like, I mean, I think maybe this is a product of living in New York and being young and everything, but I don't really feel like any internal pressure to get married or like and if there is external pressure I don't really care Mm -hmm. so I think it's something that like we just kind of view it the same way we view everything else is like this is working we'll see how it goes David knows I don't want to get married soon but I think that like we both know we can live together we know that you know we have a pretty good relationship so I think in the future we I wouldn't you know be against it but I just think it's something that like when we both internally feel like it's ready then we'll talk about it then yeah and what about you how David? does that compare with what you're gonna say yeah i mean none, none of that obviously is surprising um <laughs> well i'd hope not <laughs> wait a minute oh. Haley wants to like date for a while sometimes i i or just as we're talking about moving in four years ago i remember uh we had to sign a two-year lease so see i didn't even know like i have no i have the worst <laughs> memory like really Haley's like where do i, I mean i knew at the time i guess i just have a terrible memory yeah. about everything i guess it, it, this doesn't really involve marriage, but I, I just remember thinking, like, all right, like, I've never even really lived in the same city as her. Separate what are you talking? Co- we grew up in the yeah, same town. Like, <laughs> 18 years is not but five not, minutes away from each other. Not on our own in the same city. And we just spent four years in separate colleges. And I was like, there was a, a shred of not doubt, but like two years is a, a long time to just start. I, so it's more a about month. the relationship than marriage, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, because to, to me, that's but... committing. Like, oh, maybe we'll be together for two more and, years. And then also which, the, yeah. the financial aspect of like a two-year lease and how how much expensive apartments are in New York. And you're like, I'm just I'm committing to such you know an intense thing right now. Right. Um, but in terms of marriage, I think we're on similar pages. Yeah. What about you guys? We don't care about marriage. Yeah. I mean, neither one of us are particularly interested in getting married to anyone. Okay. Um, the only time that we've talked about it is, like, Franco doesn't have health insurance through his job, and I do. And so we're like, well, if we just, like, got married, married the insurance, yeah. then you yeah. could have health insurance. I did but, bring it up to David about health insurance, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't get health insurance, so that's a whole other com- <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, it's a good yeah. thing to have. Um, I luckily also, knock on would have been very healthy. <laughs> also, like, remember how we were talking about, like, how we moved in together to save money, kind of? Like, uh-huh. I hear weddings are super expensive, so <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's really, even if, like, being married was something we were interested in anyways. I don't think that it's something that would be happening now. Do you ever find that living together prompts conversations about your relationship that feel a little bit, right, more futuristic oh. or bigger yeah, well, than someone who's just dating someone for a few weeks or months or 
you know, not living together and doesn't have that like closeness. We live in Brooklyn. There are so many babies. There yeah. are babies everywhere. I hate babies. <laughs> I'd like them as like uh, accessories. I think yeah. they're fun when they're not yours. It's yeah, the same when thing. You can give them back. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with with dogs. And I love dogs, but I could never have one because oh, I'm wow. never home. Right. So it's one of those things where I I just. I don't ever want to have a kid, and I feel like once you get married, the next step is logically to have a kid, and the last thing we want is to, like, give up a vacation just because our kid got sick or something. But then we did, like, adopt two cats together, and that's a commitment, so, like, we're thinking, like, we're going to be together long enough for these cats to be alive, at least. Cats live a long time. Yeah, cats live a really long time. time. I mean, we got them when they were five, and then he has a two-year-old cat. But, you know, there are cats. Mm -hmm. Um so something as simple as that, I think, is more meaningful than, like, sitting down and discussing, like, should we just get married and wear rings and have people ask us funny questions? Yeah. We definitely don't ever, like, sit down and be like, so how long do you think we're going to be together? Right. No, it just, but it doesn't mean that we don't care about each other, and it definitely doesn't mean that we're not thinking about the future. I am. But when I think about the future with care, I think more of, like, the fun we're going to have and less about, like, the commitments we have to make. That's great. That sounds great that to me. Wisdom again. Yeah, you're so many, so many pearls of wisdom. So before we end, even though you guys are obviously like really easygoing, not overthinking things, couples, if you could give advice to people who are considering moving in, I know we talked. I liked the advice about you need doors. I think that's great to remember in life, in all situations, at your office, anywhere you are. But if you could give advice to couples who are like considering this, like what do they need to think about? What do they need to look at in their relationship to be like, we would be great moving in together or we should not be in an enclosed space together? I think it's probably different for every couple. So I don't want to like speak to, you know, I don't know other people's relationships, but I think if you cannot share a space with someone in a respectful way and be honest with them about what you need, about what they might need, then you probably shouldn't be together. Like, not, you know, maybe date them great, but like, I just think if you're in a relationship with someone, you should probably be able to communicate with them in an open way anyway, like after a certain amount of time, right? And I think once you feel like you're able to openly communicate and just share a space in a respectful way and be meaningful, I mean, mean, be mindful of someone else's needs, then Mm -hmm. I think you're probably ready. But I I mean, every relationship's different. Yeah. No, that's great advice. What about you, David? I think it helps you know, kind of thinking like we're a team and defining your responsibilities okay. in- instead of just kind of letting it like happen. Do we do that? <laughs> we, we At this point after four years, I think it's pretty defined like what I do and what I'm responsible for versus what you do and what you're responsible for. And I think that it makes both of us feel like we're both contributing. And there's also like no questions about who's going to do this this time because yeah. It's just in certain cases, it's you have me. jobs. Yeah. So I think that that's helped just get things done efficiently and make us also, f- at least me, feel like things are fair. Even if it feels cheesy to like say, this is how like this should, like after, you know, a month of yeah. seeing who's good at what, like Franco said, who's better at cooking, who's better at cleaning, to be like, okay, clearly you should not go near the dishwasher. Should only be me, and you should be the cook. But I don't think it's not like we ever like sat down and yeah. wrote a list of here's what you're going to do. I think it just naturally like we understood after a while who was good at what and who did what, and understanding that was you know a big part of getting along. Yeah, We're, you know, living together. Yeah, and just it, it's not also always about like who's good at certain things. Like I take out the garbage, and it's... <laughs> you're so good at it. I, can, I don't like know a how pro. you. Do it. It's like I don't, I don't the, have the an three amazing... step walk to the garbage yeah. chute. It's just so good how you do it. It's just kind of yeah like. 
just stepping up and saying, I'll own this task and it, can you own the other thing? And then it's it just, you don't have to keep having conversations. Yeah, I about do all it. the dusting. I really own the dusting. Yeah. But not feeling like it's always like a competition of like, well, I took out, you know, the trash and you dusted three cabinets and I did this. If you're I, doing that, you probably shouldn't live together. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Do you want to, Franco, do you want to give your advice? I would say just know each other's boundaries. I think that in every relationship, there are things that we do to one another that either will annoy us or bother us. And I think that once you share a space, especially if it's a small space, you should know what those things are so you can try to avoid them. Perfect. And Kara, we'll end with you. In, in a slightly different vein, like what Haley was saying before, it's really easy to get into a habit of coming home, making dinner, sitting and watching the X-Files, going to sleep, <laughs> doing that, that again. sounds amazing, honestly. In perpetuity. If I could get David to watch the X-Files with me. And like for like 90% of the time or whatever, that's great. But I think that you can sort of start to build the sort of like, are we just like, are we just roommates? And do you want, I mean, maybe eventually you do realize that like you are just roommates and you just want to become just roommates and just friends. But I think that to make that effort to like, whether it's going on dates or just like making sure that you're like sleeping together still and stuff. Um, just not being passive in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good advice for any relationship, even if you aren't living together. But especially once you're living together, it just becomes so easy to be like, yeah, I've seen Franco every day this week. Like, everything's fine and then to sit back and realize like oh but it's only been at the apartment or it's only been in like big groups of friends and we haven't like gone on a proper date or like yeah, just right. have fun yeah have fun together Keep it fun as long as you don't ever feel like you're coming home and just seeing somebody you're dating but more looking forward to seeing that person you're dating oh. i think it's way nicer and if you can just make the time to go out travel do something do anything and also have time for yourself Perfect. Yeah. I love that. That's a great note to end on. And thank you guys so much for telling all of your secrets today. Um, I really appreciate your time. And like I said, Haley and Kara are both editors at Bustle, and they also have a bunch of podcasts. They can all be found in SoundCloud and iTunes. You can just search Bustle or the names of the podcasts. They have I Want It That Way, which is on sex and relationships, The Chat Room, a podcast about being a woman on the internet, Will You Accept This Podcast, which is about The Bachelor, which just ended, right? Yes. Just ended, and but it'll podcast, be back. I think just ended. And for Pretty Little Liar fans, they have Taking This One to the Grave, the podcast, and The Diary Room, Bustle's Big Brother podcast. So you can find all of those on SoundCloud or on iTunes, just like where that's where you can find Adulthood Made Easy. So thank you, Kara, Haley, David, and Franco for joining me today. I appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for listening today to Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. And I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our producer, Kristen Meinzer. And don't forget to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time. 